Hello and welcome to day 10. We are on day 10. I am so happy that we've gone this far. We have four days to go. Four days to go before we can complete our love focus challenge. And the most beautiful thing is that I'm getting very good feedback on this love focus challenge activity. I'm getting response from Africa, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and our home, North America. I'm getting very good feedback. And I thank you all for the feedback you're sending me. I hope that you are downloading these podcasts and that you have downloaded the work uh, shades that I have given out, the, the links, so that you can keep working on your relationship. Like I said yesterday, our focus is not just for a day or two. It is to make marriage to be the lifetime project, the lifetime passion, the lifetime calling that we are supposed to do as spouses. And while doing that, I would like all of us to be enjoying that calling. Being married is a vocation and it requires a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of focus. While at the same time, you should enjoy doing it. You might as well do enjoy it because if it's going to last a lifetime, well, it's a very long time not to be happy. So learn to make your relationship happy. On our day 10 today of Love Focus Challenge, we are going to look at roses and thorns. I'm not going to talk about the flower that you're going to get in a few days' time or you're going to give someone in a few days' time, say four days. Yes, because my goal is by the end of this Love Podcast Challenge that you will be ready for your valentine ceremony with a new mindset. So we are looking at roses and thorns in an imagery form of our relationship. Growing up in Africa, we had a lot of fun. We grew up making up games and playing different games. We did not have as much entertainment as our counterparts in the Western world. So we ended up making up so many games and devising them and just having fun as children. We learned from each other and we also learned from other cultures, mostly from our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles, as they taught us how to play these games. There was one particular one that came to mind when I was talking about roses and thorns that we learned in school. And this one we were taught by our teacher, our French language teacher, who was teaching us how to use adjectives and adverbs and she taught us how to say I love you or I like you in French je t'aime and so she went outside came with a flower called one of our students in class and she was plucking each petal as she used a different adjective for for example je t'aime un peu un petal down another petal down beaucoup and then another one passionnement and then another one à la folie and then another one pas du tout so it was a game and we found it very funny because he had picked a boy in the class at that moment we didn't know what these words meant but we were to learn that was the beginning of a lesson so as we went ahead we got to learn un peu means i like you a little je t'aime beaucoup i like you a lot je t'aime passionnement i passionately like you i could say i love you À la folie, I am crazy about you. And then pas du tout is the exact opposite. Not at all. So 
we started playing that game with our desk mates. But being the little girls that we were, we decided to keep teasing the boys in our class using the same. So I could go look for a wild rose flower. They used to grow wild in our school compound. So I go, I pick one and I come to a boy and I'm like, uh, je t'aime un peu, beaucoup, passionnément, à la folie, pas du tout. I used to pre-organize it. Like I could pick petals that are just enough. So if I wanted to tease the boy, I would make it end at a la folie. And he feels so good and he gets excited. Or if it's a boy that I want for maybe to get back at him for having pranked me or done something wrong, I would go pre-count those petals and make sure that they end at padutu. So those are the games of children and it was fun. We could chase each other up and down the corridors, but it was a lot of fun. The beauty is that these games continue in adult life and we do them today. We still play the same games only in a bigger arena called life and our real spouses are the boys that we were teasing when we were young. We pick petals of life called actions, drive, and the things that we do to our spouses or with our spouses. Sometimes we can play these games in a way that we put our spouses in an emotional roller coaster that is not good. We can use these petals to hurt them. We can use these petals to tease them or to make them feel powerless. That is not the objective of the rose petals. In actual sense of life, rose petals represent the beautiful part of a flower. And so should the rose petals represent the beautiful part in your relationship. And the most vibrant petal of them all is love. And love is something that requires tender care, constant nurturing. There are times when sometimes that's the only thing that will be left in the relationship. And even wonder at times if it is worth staying in there. But I'll promise you, it's always worth it when all you have is love. Note that a flower does not just blossom on its own. It's usually a bud of petals, like a rose flower in this case, with a stem. And the rose stems have thorns and these thorns are meant to protect the flower or even to make the stem stronger so that it doesn't get affected. So if we see petals as love and the beautiful things we have in life, what is the stem? The stem is the length of time that your relationship goes through. And as you go through times, there are thorns that you have to go through. They grow together with the stem. You cannot separate the thorns and say, oh, I'm going to bring up roses without thorns. That will be genetic modification which may not be good in the real sense of life. You need those thorns as you grow because they harden you. They teach you to protect yourself. They prepare you for the next stage until the stem grows long enough to have the flower petals coming out. And if the stem is not well taken care of, the petals will end up being useless, dull, weak, withery, colorless, or just not attractive or they may not even blossom. So, to take care of the stem, as you go through every thorn, learn about it. And from this case, I would like us to know what are the thorns that we go through in life. These are the challenges nature brings to us and life. As human beings, there are things 
you cannot avoid. These are the thorns that come in our lives. These could be things that you did not play a role to make them happen. They just come and they just happen and they should not affect your growth. They should instead make your, your growth stronger and better. In contrast to that, there are other things that happen to the stem other than thorns. Sometimes parasites, pests, viruses, and bacteria can affect the stem. And these are external elements that come to affect your relationship. We shall look at what those pests could be or parasites, but let's look at the thorns that we have to go through. We always go through this at one stage in life. One loss of jobs due to economic downturns your spouse or you could lose your job or even your dream career it could come to an end and this leaves you struggling financially sometimes it puts you at a very hard corner when it comes to financial commitments such as mortgage car loans business investment loans and if you have children you still have to take care of them sometimes the journey may look dreary and dark at that moment but like abraham Lincoln, never give up. Keep going. Believe in your power and your spouses. Work together. Challenges come to make your relationship stronger, but not weaker. In fact, challenges are a catalyst to adaptation. So when these things like job losses come, that's not the time to pack and go. It's a time to pull up together and strategize as a team. Remember Patrick said yesterday, they would love their spouses as wives to know that we are a team. Second thorn that comes to life inevitably, illnesses, and our bodies can sometimes give up on us. When such happens, your closest friend will be your most sought-after helper. How do you handle your illnesses or when they occur in the family? Do you pack and leave your spouse or your child or do you send your spouse to a hospital or a care home or you stay by your spouse until he or she gets better? Or if the worst happens, they, they just have to die. Do you leave them to die on their own or take them back to their parents? What do you do? It is these thorns that make you stronger. When one of you is sick, the wise thing to do is to be beside. And especially if you vowed for better or for worse, in good health and in sickness. It means you should be together in those times. The third thorn, accidents. Life happens and accidents do happen as well. This could mean a sudden change in a financial planning due to an accident, an end in career, maybe due to permanent incapacitation or being bedridden or your spouse being on a wheelchair. What happens after such catastrophes defines one's personality, especially if you are the spouse who was not affected. It also puts your relationship to test. Sadly, some spouses blame their unfortunate spouses for the ill fate that befalls them. They blame them for being reckless, careless, ignorant, or rather too excited by risks. We need to stop that. And instead, support them when they need us, especially mentally and physically. You never know. You could be the one who goes through a catastrophe the next time. And guess what? If you have children, they are watching and learning from your behavior. The fourth thorn is death. This is one of the most certain things that must happen to all human beings. I am sure most of us, if not all of us, have been affected 
by losing someone you love. I have lost someone dear to me, and that was my father. It hurt me so deep. I thank God for my husband who was with me all the time, because after my father's death, I was in limbo. I was not thinking. I was just blank. My husband is the one who helped remind me what I'm supposed to do, helped me organize the funeral because my mom was not able, organize the transportation of my dad's body from the town where he died to his resting place in his uh, native home because I had to put on that front. I was the, I am the eldest, so I had to put on that front of being strong for everybody else. But I wasn't. It's my husband who was holding my back. So when you have such a, a support or a supporting spouse, it makes everything easier. It makes healing easier and quicker. While thorns are a part of nature, they come to help you go through life and come out stronger, more focused, and more bonded with your spouse. Be there for your spouse when he needs you to be there. On the contrary, when a rose is attacked by a parasite or a pest, it becomes weak, wither, or even may die. It loses its glow. The same applies in a marriage relationship that is infected by external parasites. These parasites and agents include things that we invite out of our own volition. We invite them. They did not happen naturally. We start to do things that are not good for our marriage. The number one and the most detrimental of them all is cheating. Unfaithfulness cuts deep into the core of marriage. Trust, respect, and spiritual unity is violated. It takes a great deal of effort and healing sessions for both spouses to restore some level of trust and respect for each other. This is a rose that has been scarred. It will blossom, but deep in the stems are scars that will be evidence of the trauma. If your relationship is going through such a scar or such an infection, you may need external help. You may need counseling. You may need maybe a coach or therapy to help you heal because you can still blossom. Another infection is gambling and addiction. These two habits are about self-discipline and a spouse with these challenges can drive a family to the worst form of financial bankruptcy and emotional stress. It is also a breach of spouse's trust and hurts children in the family as much as it hurts the victim. This urgently requires external intervention, rehabilitation, and prayers to overcome. A marriage that is affected by this parasite can blossom, but will need a lot of tender care and grooming. It may also need to be separated from other agents that deal with that. For instance, if it's a spouse who has, who has friends who go gambling or drug addiction, the couple may need to move cities so that this person can be away from other influences. So it is filled with a lot of pain and scars, but like I said, the rose can still blossom. These are just some of those thorns and parasites or pests that come with a rose. If you get married or if you're planning to get married, know that there are thorns, things that you will not avoid, things that you don't like but will still happen whether you like it or not, things that you bring into the relationship that are totally unnecessary but they come anyhow and those are the parasites and the pests. And both of you need to work through your thorns and work 
on your infections. So my question to you is, as I finish this podcast, what are your thorns and how do you distinguish them from parasites in your marriage? What are you doing today to make your marriage continue to blossom into the beautiful rose flower that it is supposed to be? While you ponder on these questions, take a book, share with your husband, write those ideas down and get to work to make your bed of roses blossom and keep the thorns you need them for the future and until tomorrow when i will be talking about a few ideas about valentine's how to prepare for a valentine's date without breaking the bank we are just three days away and i'd like you to have a beautiful valentine's to top up this beautiful love focus challenge that we have been doing because on the valentine's day we are going to exchange our vows again to each other. We don't need witnesses. I will be your witness. My hand is up. I will be your witness. But if they will be there, your children or your family, that's all right. That's beautiful. So until tomorrow, when we start getting into the mood for the red, the rose and the chocolates, this is Helen signing out. Peace and love to you all.